Welcome to On Uninformed. I'm Sean Seavey. Each week, On Uninformed helps you in being connected to the world around you so you don't feel so dumb around your smart friends. Today, we have the opportunity to have a hacker on the show. Her name is Tippy Moreland, and she's an expert in travel hacking, which is the art of finding dirt cheap flights, lodging, and stuff like that so you can go to more places with less money. For Tippy, world travel is not a rich person sport, and she shows us how pretty much anyone can do it. Tippy Moreland, welcome to Un- Uninformed. Hi. Okay, so I just looked at your blog, and I saw that in 2015, you went to 22 countries, 17 states, and traveled 198,660 miles. <laughs> so... And then apparently 2016 was even better. Actually, I have the number for 2016. I haven't done my post on summarizing 2016 yet, but I flew I flew 180,566 miles in 2016. Wow. So it was a bit less uh, in mileage than 2015, but I did more trips. <laughs> oh, no big So they deal. weren't as far. Like India really added to that. Um, but this year, like I went to Australia, New Zealand. Um, I did Japan. I did South Africa again. Uh, I did uh, South America a few times. I went to the Olympics and I did a lot of domestic trips. So, so uh, give me an idea. How did this all start? What's your what's your story? So, going way back, I grew up in Hawaii and I had island fever really badly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny because everybody wants to go to Hawaii and right. you're like. You felt trapped? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, Hawaii is, I think, geographically the most isolated civilization geographically in the world because it's in the very center of the Pacific Ocean, which is the largest ocean in the world. Oh, wow. (laughs) So it's really difficult to travel to different countries, even the mainland U.S. Uh, It's just really far and expensive, especially being Hawaii. (laughs) Um, So I had always dreamed of seeing the world. Um, I always dreamt of seeing the world... uh, my entire life growing up, basically. And <laughs> wow. um, my and my mom's from Thailand, so I did get a little bit of uh, experience visiting Thailand. It was to visit family, so I wasn't exactly a tourist, um, but I knew I wanted to see more. So by the time I was finishing grad school, so this is years later, <laughs> um, I had some friends that were getting into the miles games, and they were um, like frequent flyer, yeah, miles and like stuff, doing yeah. the credit card signups and that sort of thing. And I started to ask questions and and I found a lot of different blogs so travel blogs that I didn't know existed um, when I was trying to answer questions I had on you know how do you use miles or should I be skeptical my parents were really skeptical early on about collecting and using miles and whether it was through flying or through credit cards and that sort of thing and I kind of just fell into a handful of blogs that I just started reading every single day. One of the first trips that I took uh, through finding deals like this, I had woken up at 7 a.m. randomly. You know, in grad school, I never wake up at 7 (laughs) a.m. So I just randomly on this day woke up at 7 a.m. and saw a flight from Salt Lake City to St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. It was one 49-round trip. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> from Salt now, Lake City. And do you have like an Thomas. idea of like what that would be normal, normally? Uh, yeah, so at the time I had a friend who was doing an internship there and she was asking me to come visit her and all of this and I couldn't afford it. It was about $600. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was quite a discount um, and I could afford that. That was cheaper than driving to California for the weekend. Oh, yeah. From Utah. And I yeah. have a gas guzzler, so like right. 100, 150 Wow. <laughs> right, right. And I had a place to stay. Yeah. I had, 
you know, I mean, I was in grad school. I didn't have a great budget, but I could afford that, you know, 150 for a week, uh, place to stay. I just needed money for food and any excursions that we did. So that was my first taste at cheap, cheap travel. Nice. <laughs> travel takes time and money. And if you're willing to put a little bit of time and a little bit of money, you can make that go far. So, I mean, a lot of people say things like, Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to fly all the way there just for like three days. But honestly, it's go there for two hundred dollars for three days, or don't go there ever at all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of became my mindset. You know, and I kind of set a way that I um, I determine if I can afford to go somewhere is uh, whether or not the flight to get there cost me a hundred dollars per day that I have in that location or less. Wow! So for three days, I can buy a flight that's three hundred dollars or less. Give me, give me some of the cool examples. Um, oh, you yeah. give me some already of where you've gone. So let's see. In November, this is the most recent crazy deal trip I had. Um, I flew from Los Angeles to Auckland, New Zealand on a direct flight for a 221 round trip. Whoa. Yeah. And it was on American Airlines, direct flight. And actually, even on the way there, uh, someone on my flight had a stroke. So we had to make a diversion to Tahiti. Oh. And, <laughs> and we had to spend the night there <laughs> because they had some malfunction with the plane trying to get it back in the air after we offloaded the person. What? And so American Airlines uh, paid me back like $300 or something. So essentially, that trip was free. Just kind of, <laughs> okay, you went to New Zealand for $0. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay, um, let's hear some more. Um, so earlier last Last year, I went to uh, Abu Dhabi. Oh, cool! With a free shuttle bus to Dubai on Etihad Airways from New York, so I had to get to New York. That was one seventy-seven round trip. Wow! Um, and then in uh, Labor Day, I guess a year and a half ago now, I went to India. So I spent three days there, and the flight from New York to New Delhi was two eighty-nine round trip. Okay, stop. Because I went to India this year. In fact, you know, I, I have a similar story. I, I took a graduation vacation, but I got a steal, and I got it for $1,200. You got it for $200 and <laughs> right. what? Right, $289 round oh, trip. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, and and I've talked to, I know what a decent flight to India is. I know, like, like 1400 isn't bad. I went there five years ago, and for, like, 1400 people were saying, right. oh, that's good, because we got it for 1600 Right. Especially um, from Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And and uh, so 1,200 was a steal. 268. Oh, my gosh. 298. Two, yeah. 298. <laughs> or sorry. 89. Sorry. 289. 289. You lose track after a while. <laughs> um, so. So when you choose to travel, when you're willing to put in the time on the airplane to go as far as India for three days. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it was under three hundred dollars. That's a fourteen plus hour flight. Right. So I, I was gone for five days. Labor Day weekend I had four days off and I took one day off work. Oh nice. So I was flying two days and I was there for three days. Okay. Um but you have to make the sacrifices. So every trip won't be your dream trip and, and this type of travel, I like to call it binge travel. <laughs> binge. <laughs> because it's not it's, it's not a weekend, the way yeah, long yeah, weekend. It's not the way I prefer to travel, but you know, when you think of it as a, a way to see something that you wouldn't otherwise see, that's a sacrifice you have to make. So you have to be willing to do that. Every trip won't be your dream trip. So once you're ready to do that, um, you have to 
so the first thing that I would say is be have a bunch of places that you're willing to go to. And if you're strict on dates and you're strict on where you want to go, you're not going to be super likely to find a deal. You'll um, probably find like a twelve hundred dollar deal, right, not like right. the two hundred. And that's still a deal, deal. Yeah. relatively speaking, sure. and that still saves you money. Um, but I didn't know I was going to go to India till I saw the deal. I'm like, how can I not go for <laughs> two eighty nine? You know. Right. But if you have a list of places that you'd be willing to jump on, um, a lot of these deals go quickly. You know, the airlines. So that's one of the biggest questions that I get at, from my friends, uh, followers, and and uh, all the people that want help with travels. When's the best time to buy a flight? That's probably the, the first question anybody and would ask. Google searched that many times. Right. And a lot of the articles and the things people say about the best time to, to buy a flight are wrong. And, and the reason they're wrong is because they are analyses of past data. They're not good predictors for the future. So, really? you know, in 2016, if they say the best time to buy a flight in the last year was Wednesday at 358 AM, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know, random things that you might hear, that's not telling you that you should check for flights at 3.58 AM on Wednesday. It's telling you that, you know, uh, based on the trends of data that happened to be just randomly the time that the cheapest flights were available in the past year, but that's not going to tell you what time, you know, on any given day in the next year that an airline's going to choose to uh, make a sale. Okay, I, I'm ready to hear some of your secrets. Okay, so there are three things that I like to look for, I guess, when I when I look for cheap flights. So one is just mistake fares. So that's kind of like when I flew on Etihad for 177 from New York to Abu Dhabi. That was a mistake fare. So on Orbitz, not on Etihad.com, uh, they like had a pricing glitch where it, the flights were pricing out at $0 plus tax. Whoa. So essentially, I just paid tax. The problem with mistake fares is, and they come up several times a year, not super often, especially as technology gets better. They're better at catching those glitches before they go out to the public. The airline has a choice to honor those deals and those prices, or they can cancel them. And you're up to, um, and they'll work with the FCC and the federal regulations on what they can and can't do. But when they finally decide if they're going to pull the tickets or not, you have to go with what they say. The second thing to look for is a fair war. So this is where you kind of have to get your geography uh, skills into play. <laughs> okay, I'll work on it. Um, so you want to look at the airlines and where their hubs are. So Salt Lake City, that's where we're at now. That's a Delta hub. Okay. Um, you know, Atlanta's a big Delta hub as well. Um, but American Airlines have has hubs in like Phoenix and Charlotte and Miami, uh, those cities. So when I see Delta dropping a price from from Phoenix, when I see that Delta uh, Delta has made you know a flight from Phoenix to Amsterdam, and um, you know four or five hundred dollars, that's exciting. It's cheap. It's easy for me to get to Phoenix. Yeah. But I might want to hold off on buying that airfare because Delta might bite the take the bait and drop or American might take the bait and drop prices from Salt Lake City because that's a Delta hub. You because see, they're, they're in figuring people, they're they're figuring people are comparison shopping, right? And so they drop the wow, okay. right? And they're trying to take from Delta's market. So American doesn't have a ton of flights out of Salt Lake City like Delta does, uh, but that's a way to capture the market and kind of steal some of your competitors' um, 
passengers. Wow. <laughs> and so that's probably the most common deal that I find out of Salt Lake City is a fare war. And so that's why, even though Salt Lake's a Delta hub, I have status on American. I've got platinum status. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just from these deals. I haven't spent a lot of money on it, but that I just happen you, to fly a lot. you go first class and stuff? Uh, sometimes. Okay. And not so much anymore. <laughs> Americans okay. made some changes in the last year that have made this more difficult. Sure. And I'm not likely to hit status again in the future because now it's based on how much money you spend rather than how much you fly. Uh, but they're, they're, right. they're, they're on your trail. Right. Okay. But for the past couple of years, with as much as I've been flying, um, I've been able to hit status. So, and then the third type of flight, um, I, I love looking at miles deals. So I don't fly on miles very often because I, I find cheap fit airfare um, more often than I find a good deal on miles. But um, sometimes they'll have flash sales and I do have miles I would recommend for anybody wanting to get started to collect miles just sign up it's free you don't need a credit card or anything to sign up uh, to earn miles on any airline you fly yeah. you know collect little bits here and there whatever you can get and that might be useful to you one day um, and a lot of airlines um, don't have expiration dates for their miles some do oh, really? and that sort of thing um, but the most recent trip I took on a good uh, like flash sale. A lot of airlines will do flash sales for both yeah. miles and price, um, like cash tickets. Um, it was 11,000 miles each way from Salt Lake to Cancun, and it was the oh. direct flight that Delta had, so you didn't have to stop over anywhere. So, like, if someone asks you, like, hey, do you want my miles? I can transfer them to you. Transferring miles costs money, but if they can book it for just you, book the ticket. yeah, they can just put the, the ticket in your name. Hey, that's kind of nice so. to know. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking on your blog, and I was saying, it, and you were saying how, hey, I went to the Rio Olympics. Yeah. And like, there's no way she got cheap tickets. But that's when you use miles, your miles, right? Right, right. So, so, so you, you get cheap tickets all this time and accumulate all this. And then you, uh, for things that are impossible to get to, uh, cheap flights, mm-hmm. which that one would have been impossible. Yes. And it was last minute, too. <laughs> so. <laughs> you have to be impulsive. That's, right. that's the secret here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to a certain degree, you still want to be smart about those decisions you make. Um, so I'm ready to see the miracle in action. I've got my right. laptop right here. And let's walk through how I could find a deal right now. Right. So this is what I do every day in the morning, like right when I get to work on my lunch break, when I get home from work. I search my favorite blog. So I'm typing in the flight deal, oop, flightdeal.com. The flightdeal.com. Okay. Right. And so this is this is just a blog. So they don't sell um, they don't sell these flights. They just tell you. You can see here um, each blog post is titled with one the airline that you can find the deal on, the price um, that it that they found, the cities that it goes to. And then whether it's round trip and it says that it includes all taxes. Okay, cool. So the first one here is American Airlines has a flight for, for $238. And that's from Boston to Phoenix or from Phoenix to Boston. And that's round trip including all taxes. And so some of these are kind of like... you went to India for that much. So let's find a better one. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. This is actually a really good one right here. So Aeromexico, Aeromexico, the flight is from San Francisco or Dallas or Los Angeles to Lima, Peru, and it's for 449 round trip. Wow. Let's see. What, 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 you know this better than me. How much would we expect to be normal? Um, to, to South America, anywhere from $800 to $1,200. Wow. So. Yeah. So I got this, the $449 deal from Los Angeles to Lima on Aeromexico, 
and this is on the flight deal. So if I want to replicate that, I go to Google Flights. So and this I've is, used that. That's been helpful. Yeah, google.com slash flights. It's really great, especially if you have a Gmail account because you can track flights and you can get flight notifications um, and they send it straight to your Gmail account. But I'm on Google Flights here. I'm typing in Los Angeles to Lima. And then instead of typing in a date, I want to click the calendar. And so what's unique about Google Flights is that when you click the calendar and the drop-down calendar appears, it has a price on every single date that you see for the yep, two months. I've used that one right. before. That's nice. And so not a lot of people know about this, but uh, Google Flights will automatically populate every single possible departure date that you're looking at with the cheapest flight price available. And if I know, for example, let's say, you know, there's a holiday somewhere. Let's see. Let's say I had St. Patrick's Day off. I don't, but let's just say I do. <laughs> okay. You know, March 17th, that's a Friday. Um, if I leave the day before and come back on a Monday, um, it's actually giving me Copa Airlines. So, you know, it's $518 on um, Aeromexico from Los Angeles with a stop in Mexico City. Um, but it's $50 cheaper or about $60 cheaper if I go on Copa, which is a partner of United. So Copa oh, okay. Airlines is kind of like the, the um, Latin American version of United Airlines. Oh, okay. They're almost exactly the same. Yeah, and I've used that. So Google Flights. Right, um, right. So yeah, just, just to summarize, we started on, you have two uh, websites you start with, either the flightdeal.com or fairdealalert.com. Uh, fair <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then you try to find the exact same flight they're talking about on Google Flights and try to play around with your days. Right, Okay. and that's the best way to do it. And a great feature of Google Flights that not a lot of people use is on the right-hand side, there's a little map that says Explore Destinations. Have you looked at that before? No, I've only played the calendar one. Okay, and this is really similar to what Kayaks Explorer is, but I feel like it's done a little better. I mean, it's Google, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything Our they do is gold. Our lives are dominated by right. Google. Yeah. Um, so for those same departure dates, it gives you the price for every other city that you can fly to from Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So instead of Lima, you know, maybe I want to go to Brazil and to Sao Paulo, it's 866 round trip. Um, if, so this is really great if you have flexible destinations, but you want to go somewhere for maybe your spring break, like from, from Los Angeles to New York City for these dates in March, it's 292 round trip. Or to Seattle, 113 round trip. Wow. And if I go to Europe, actually to London, it's only 543 round trip. Dublin, 661 round trip. Wow. Stockholm, 453. Let's look at that. So you have a little bit of flexibility there, and this is a really fun um, and tool. And we, we got here starting with Peru. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But these are for the same dates as yeah. we were looking at for Peru. And then this is telling me a summary on the left-hand side that Swiss Airlines is the cheapest. And so if I click show flights, I get back to you that same basic Google Flights um, search where it gives me all the possible options. So it's actually really cheap in March to go from Los Angeles to Stockholm, well, hey. even on American Airlines and British Airways. So if, you weren't, if you're kind of wary about taking Swiss Airways, which I don't know much about. Um, I've taken Swiss. 
Yeah. Really good? Yeah, they're good. Really yeah. good? I mean, there are a lot of um, discount airlines to watch out for now. Like, Wow Air, everyone's like, oh, it's $200 to fly to, to uh-huh. Iceland. It's really good, except, you know, they charge you for bringing a backpack that's too big. Oh, so, so are you talking about also, like, like Frontier? Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. But they have a lot of international versions of that. So, like, Norwegian Air, the okay. Swiss Air, Spirit Airlines. Yeah. Um, you have to be careful because those also show up on Google Flights. Okay. Um, but... You know, if I really want to fly British Airways, which is amazing, an amazing um, airline to fly, um, it's only a few bucks more than flying Swiss. So you okay. have options for that. So that's kind of a fun way to, to check for flights if you're cool. Th- thanks for walking flexible. through it. That's really practical yeah. and a pretty good formula. Mm-hmm. So, so kind of uh, wrapping things up, I- I've talked about this with a lot of people about like why they travel. And you talked about... you. You chose to travel. Um, you realized that'd be an important part of your life. Um, so, but is this for everyone? I mean, why, why do we travel? Do people, people, should people travel? Right. So most people aren't going to travel like I do, <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people get overwhelmed with with like all the things that I've done and all the places I've been. Um, but when it comes down to it, you know, some people just need to do their one dream trip. I know everybody has at least one trip that they want to take. Everyone has, seems to have a travel goal. Um, a lot of people see retirement as a time to travel because you work and you work and you work so that you can travel when you're older, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I feel like, um, you know, there are a lot of studies out there that show that when you take time off work, whether it's to travel or take a staycation, a vacation, whatever your reason is um, to take time off, that's healthy. And so countries and, and communities and businesses that, that take more time off um, are healthier yeah. for a lot of different reasons. And, and it helps me. I'm, I'm uh, more creative when I'm not working. <laughs> right, right. And then those experiences that you have when you travel are valuable for your entire life. Um, when you spend money on things like travel and experiences, you tend to be more satisfied with the, with those memories. Whereas if you spent, um, money on a thing like the, let's say the NES classic mini, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's huge by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, you might be excited about it and happy with it for a month or two after you buy it and then you might forget about it yeah. and then that money's kind of wasted, but your memories tend to. Um, be strong throughout your life and you tend to be more satisfied with those experiences the older you get or the farther you get from that trip and so um, travel it's valuable in so many aspects of your life whether it's you know for quality of life for your health um, and for um, inspiring you I think that's probably one of the most important things about travel is those experiences that you have stay with you and especially when you're going to a culture that's so different from your own uh, those things that you learn the people that you meet the uh, the living conditions that you see um, anything that you sense or feel that's different from what you're living now is something that you can't get living at home and everybody's going to experience a country differently but I think those differences are valuable in what makes society successful in the end. Well, Tippy so. Moreland, uh, thanks for giving us all your silver bullets. Thanks for listening. If you found this travel hacking episode helpful, go on our Facebook page and repost it because I'm sure there's uh, a ton of people that uh, would like cheap flights. And if you haven't subscribed to Un- Uninformed on your podcast app, uh, do it. 
By the way, our music was provided with permission by Dee Dee Dumbo. I'm Sean Seavey, and this is Un Uninformed. Thanks, everyone.